Well, let's open with prayer. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I just uh, thank you for this day and this opportunity to share your word, Lord. Just help me to bring forth what you desire for us to hear today, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We just give this time to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, some some of you that were here uh, last week uh, remember that I got to live out part of this word while I was in Juneau. And that's typically what happens to me when I give a word. I get to live it out immediately, if not sooner. But anyway, uh, I'm going to be speaking on the prophetic word for the year today because I think it's important that we uh, pray into this in each of our own lives. And, you know, prophecies are only good if you apply them to your life and you have that expectation of um, hearing from God and what he wants for you this year. If you don't want to do it, then it's not going to happen in your life. That's the way it works, you know. Um, I've had people ask me over the years, well, you had this prophetic word over me and it hasn't come to pass. I said, did you pray and did you pray into it? Did you own it? No. Well, don't expect God to just drop it on you. <laughs> That'd be nice, right? But uh, it doesn't happen that way. Anyway, so I'm going to start by reading over the word. If you don't have a copy, if you weren't here last week, I have some extra copies up there alongside Mark, and uh, he'll pass them out if anybody didn't get one. If you got one, it's okay. If you need one, he's got them. Vic's going to pass them out. Go, Vic. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I really feel like there's a change uh, coming this year, and uh, the Lord spoke spoke and said that, a new day is dawning, my people, that's us, a new day is dawning in the year of 2019. Do not look at the former things, the things of the past, the way you used to do things. Will you seize the moment? Will you be ready to step out in faith and do the things that I am going to call you to do this year? As you wait on me, as you lean into my spirit, as you have that expectation, there it is, the expectation I will fill your mouths, and I will set your feet to go where I am calling you to go, that my harvest might be reaped. For it is the time to reap the harvest. And um, those of you that came to the home meeting at the Zools, we actually talked about that there, which was awesome. If you haven't gone to that, you need to go to that once a month at Zools. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> anyway, Deborah talked about that and Dave. And I believe it's the season that we're in. There's a harvest that's ready to be reaped. It's up to us to reap it. And if we're not moving in what God's doing, it's not going to happen, okay? Then it says, will you be ready? Will you seize the day, my people? You need to be ready. You need to be prepared. You need to think anew. Now, this is really important that we start thinking differently, okay? It's a new day dawning in my spirit. I'm going to do things differently this year. You need to be awake You need to be alert. You need to be aware and ready to go in an instant because I will speak to you in the marketplace. There'll be somebody standing beside you, and I will say, do you speak to that man now, and he will get saved on the spot. Or I will say, lay his hands on that person now, and I will heal him. Will you be ready to go? Don't fear. Be bold and be confident in me and seize the day, for it's a new day. It's a new hour. The year of 2018 presented many challenges. Put those challenges behind you. They are in the past. Step into the new. Step into the new movement of my spirit and let me lead and guide you into all I have for you this year. Will you be ready, my people? Ready yourself and be prepared to do new things. 
Do not look to the past. Do not look to even the way you yourselves used to do things. By the way, if you're reading it, I missed the way in there. So might you want to put a little arrow. <laughs> it's not supposed to read, do not look to even you yourselves. It's supposed to read, do not look to even the way you yourselves used to do things, the way you used to walk with me. It's all new this year, says the Spirit of God. Step into the river, step into the flowing of my spirit, and I will energize you. Yes, you can do more. Don't say I don't have time. I have to put my time in a certain way, and I don't have time to do things. You do have time, says the Lord. If you submit to me, I will make time for you to do the things I'm calling you to do. Lean into my spirit. Let the winds blow you into 2019, and forget the challenges of 2018. Yes, it was a different kind of year. It's over, and you're stepping into the new now. Yay! I'm all about stepping into the new. How about you guys? Yay! Come on, a little bit of excitement. Woo! (laughs) That's better. Okay, so I have some scriptures to share on this. It seemed like there's one question that was asked four times that the Lord spoke. And usually when he speaks more than one time, I take that seriously because he's trying to get our attention. And the question was, will you be ready? Will you be ready to do what the Lord's calling you to do in 2019? Good question, right? So we're going to look at some scriptures on readiness and preparedness. And the first one is in 1 Peter 3:15. Says, "But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you with meekness and fear." Okay, so he's talking about us being ready to preach the gospel, ready to share our testimony whenever somebody asks. And, um, again, that's what we discussed a little bit on, uh, Friday night at the Zools. We were talking about how, if we just talk about how we get saved, our testimony, which should be fairly easy, that, that can get the person saved right there. We don't have to memorize the four spiritual laws, although they're great, you know, but <laughs> maybe intimidating. Anyway, if you're, if you're being led of the Spirit and the Lord says, go speak to that person over there, all you gotta do is tell them, you know, whatever the Lord's speaking you to tell him, and just trusting in him that he's going to fill your mouth. He said that in the word, that he would fill our mouths if we were trusting in him and thinking anew. That means thinking differently than you think right now, okay? And uh, that's kind of challenging. I find that challenging. Uh, when when I, I'm just going to share a little bit about Juno right now because it pertains to that. When I went to Juno this time, it was definitely a challenge for me. I didn't even want to go. The day before I was going to go, I told Mark, I said, I don't even want to do this. You know, and, but, you know then I, I knew that the Lord wanted me to go, so I went. I was obedient. And um, I had a dear friend that passed away, so I went early and ended up giving him my first eulogy ever at the funeral, which was very difficult. And uh, and then I went down to the legislature and gave a couple of invocations, met with the governor and the lieutenant governor and some other legislators. But the whole time, I didn't even know how I was getting from one place to the other. I didn't have any rides lined up because the way I normally do things is no longer happening, you know. So that was a challenge in itself. I'd go to bed and I'd think, okay, how am I going to get there tomorrow, Lord? Who's going to take me? And I never knew until probably within an hour before it happened, which that's kind of unnerving, you know? You're supposed to be somewhere at a certain time. How am I going to get there? And then at the funeral, my ride that took me to the funeral actually left. They left me there. 
which was interesting because they found out that their uh, grandkids were putting on a performance somewhere and they had forgotten about that till the last minute. So we're at the reception after the funeral and they said, oh, we just, we just remembered we have to go. So we're going to leave you here, but don't worry. You'll get a ride home somehow. I thought, great. <laughs> you know, but you know, the Lord provided and, um, this man who has been my uh, capital prayer leader for quite a while now happened to be there and, uh, he graciously gave me a ride back to the place I was going. It was all a bit awkward because he didn't know I was doing this. And they just kind of left and said, hey, here's Nancy. You know, we can't take her home. Can you take her home and maybe find her something to eat? I thought, wow, this is different. (laughs) Talk about being humiliating. (laughs) But anyway, um, I convinced him that he really didn't need to get me anything to eat. If he could just take me home, that'd be fine. Because in the meantime, he's calling his wife on the phone saying, uh, and Nancy might come for dinner. You know, can you get ready really quick? I thought, no, don't do that. And anyway, he says, she's vacuuming the house now, getting ready. Said, no, don't do that. Don't do that. You know, so I convinced him not to do that. I could just picture frantically sweeping, you know. And, and meanwhile, these people that dropped me off said, she's Italian. Don't worry. She'll cook some big meal. I said, I'm not going to do that to her. Forget it. You know, I'll order takeout. So anyway, I convinced him to call his wife back and tell her not to do that. And he took me home and dropped me off. Okay. So, so that was all very unnerving. <laughs> anyway, and, um, and then I didn't know how I was going to get down to the Capitol to say the invocation because the lady who was supposed to be arriving, um, from Anchorage to join up with me in Capitol Prayer got caught in a weather dilemma. She tried to get there Monday. She tried to get there all day Tuesday. She ended up just not coming at all. And she had booked a bed and breakfast for us. And she also had a car. So I thought, okay, well, that's not happening. So I didn't go to the bed and breakfast because I didn't want to stay there by myself without a car. That would have been really stupid, right? I didn't know how I was going to get from there. But the people that I was staying with uh, graciously said, you can stay here, it's okay. And they were supposed to be going to Gustavus, and at the last minute, they changed their mind, didn't go to Gustavus, so they stayed there, provided me with food and shelter, took care of me. You know, so I didn't need to worry, I just needed to trust the Lord. That's easier said than done when you're in the midst of it, right? Yeah, right? (laughs) Anyway, so I'm trying to embrace this, and the whole time I'm thinking this prophetic word and about how the Lord said it was a new year and to think differently. So I'm trying to think differently. Okay, what does this mean? Think differently. I'm not sure what that means here. But anyway, I just kind of flowed with it. And even though it was a little um, unnerving at times, the Lord came through. I mean, there was a powerful move of God there, you know, and things happened with the legislature that normally don't happen. And it was great. I have no idea why my friend couldn't get there. She was very discouraged. But we're going to try again in February. This is all about... um, uh, being ready, being ready and not expecting the normal, okay? Now, the normal me would have said, forget it, I'm not doing this, okay? But I decided I'm going to press in. Okay, the next scripture on this is First Peter 1, 13 to 16. Now, remember, this is all on readiness and preparedness, because the Lord said we need to be ready. First Peter 1, 13 to 16 says, So then prepare your hearts and minds for action. Okay, we have to be prepared for action, okay? That's what the Lord is speaking this year, okay? Stay alert and fix your hope firmly on the marvelous grace that is coming to you. See, and when when I uh, finally gave up what I wanted to do, then the grace of God descended upon me, okay? If I would have been striving, I don't think any of that would have happened. But I just had to let it go. I didn't have any choice. You know, it was taken out of my hands, and the Lord took over, okay? Okay? 
For when Jesus Christ is unveiled, a greater measure of grace will be released to you. As God's obedient children, never again shape your lives by the desires that you follow when you didn't know better. Instead, shape your lives to become like the Holy One who called you. For Scripture says, you are to be holy because I am holy. And I'm reading from the Passion Translation, so that's if you're trying to follow me, you might have a hard time. Anyway, I like what he says there, though. He says, don't shape your lives by the desires that you follow when you didn't know better. Instead, shape your lives to become like the Holy One who called you. It's very easy, even after um, we become believers, to fall back into patterns that maybe we've had from the time that we were were raised or, or the home we grew up in or whatever. It's very easy to fall back into that. But if we fall back into it, then we're in danger of not being led of the Holy Spirit, of not hearing what he's saying. Because we're in that comfortable zone. Or another example might be, uh, the Lord was saying, don't think like you used to think. Okay, so I might have um, thought in a different manner. That would be, in my mind, shaping my mind towards the old. But in this season, I need to shape my mind to the new. So I need to say yes to things that I maybe wouldn't have said yes to before if the Lord is telling me. Okay, does that make sense? Because I don't always want to do what God's telling me to do. I mean, do you guys always want to do what God's telling you to do? I don't. (laughs) I don't always want to talk to the people he wants me to talk to. Many times I don't want to. But if I'm listening to him and obedient to him, then amazing things happen, you know, and in the face of adversity or what I, whatever I think might be happening, his spirit is poured out and moves and, you know, crazy things happen. I like that. I want crazy things to happen. I don't want to just do things the way I'm used to be doing. Okay. And so we're to be holy as the Lord is holy and we're to shape our lives like Jesus. Okay. And don't, don't allow ourselves to be shaped by what we know from the past, what we're used to. Okay, still in Peter, 1 Peter 5, 8. Be well balanced and always alert. Now, this is really important because this, this is an everyday occurrence. Well, I shouldn't say an everyday occurrence. This could be an everyday occurrence, so we need to be alert. Be well balanced and always alert because your enemy, the devil, roams around incessantly like a roaring lion looking for its prey to devour. Take a decisive stand against him and resist his every attack with strong, vigorous faith. Okay? Take a decisive stand against him and resist him every every attack with strong, vigorous faith. Okay, that's not talking about, you know, just wimpy faith. That's strong, vigorous faith. Because usually when the enemy attacks you, he uses those closest to you to attack you. That's what he does. That's just his tactic. Uh, he'll use family members, friends, whoever he can get, you know, to attack you and buy into whatever lie he happens to be feeding them. They might be going through something at the time, too. So you have to stand against that vigorously decisively and say, no, I'm not going to receive that. I'm not going to be prey for the enemy to come and attack, okay? Any one of us at any given time can do that. We can believe a lie and do that. I can do that every day if I choose to. So let's not do that. Let's be decisive against him, resist his every attack with strong, vigorous faith. That's an important part of being ready because we're in a battle. We're a Believers, we're called to the Lord, and every day we have challenges to make. Every day we have a choice to make, okay? 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Remember to stay alert and hold firmly to all that you believe. Be mighty and full of courage. Okay, we need courage if we're going to be ready and prepared and walk this out, okay? We can't be fearful. Uh, 
if I'm fearful, I'll probably never do what the Lord's calling me to do, you know. And uh, I'll just shrink back. Um, when I first... Uh, when I first got saved, Elijah, <laughs> that's okay. Anyway, when I first got saved, um, that was a challenge for me because in my um, old life, before I came to know the Lord, uh, I was the type of person who just would be like a wallflower. And people that know me now just go, yeah, that's not who you were. Yeah, that is who I was, you know. And when I got challenged, I just draw back, shrink back, you know, duck my head in the sand, say, I'm not going to, I'm not going to deal with this. I'm just going to shrink back into my little cozy place. Well, that didn't work very good, you know. And once I knew the Lord, um, he started changing me and speaking to me and, and showing me who he called me to be. And, uh, and I started stepping out in faith and moving in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know. And became a different person altogether. Um, now I don't I don't shrink back like I used to. You know I'm standing up here speaking. I probably would have never done that before. <laughs> uh, those of you who think you can't speak, really you can. You can speak if the Lord's calling you to speak. Okay. Anyway, so we have to be mighty and full of courage. Uh, the next scripture is First Thessalonians five six to eight. It says therefore let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. Okay, so again, uh, if we're going to be ready, we need to be alert. Watch and be sober and alert, okay? Uh, We don't want to be in a state of sleeping, because if we're asleep, uh, I guarantee you, you're going to get attacked by the enemy, you know? Or... If you're not going to attack, you're going to miss an opportunity. We can miss divine opportunities if we're asleep and not hearing from God, okay? So we need to be alert and be sober and watchful. Okay, Romans 12, 2. I think Mark shared partly on this last week. It says, uh, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Okay, now, in this scripture, world is literally age, referring to a godless system. Okay, so this age that we live in, this world, is a godless system. We don't live uh, in the kingdom of God. We're not living in the new Jerusalem. We're living in the earth right now. We're living in the world, in the earth, okay? And it's a a, um, godless system. We're not to accept the pattern of an age whose God is the devil, Okay, now that's easier said than done because we're living in this world and we're around it all the time. So uh, it's easy to be affected by the things going on around us, okay? But we're not to do that, okay? We're to be have our eyes fixed on Christ and be transformed by a renewed mind committed to the ideals of the kingdom of God. Okay, so on the contrary, instead of accepting the pattern that's around us, We're to be transformed by a renewed mind committed to the ideals of the kingdom of God. Prove means to test and to prove by practice in everyday life that God's will for us is good and acceptable and perfect. Okay, so if we're going to prove this out, then every day, whatever we choose to do that day, how we choose to act, how we choose to respond, does it line up with the word of God? Is it is it uh, the ideals of the kingdom of God? Is it good and acceptable and perfect to him? Or is it something maybe that we picked up on the internet it's really easy to pick things up on the internet you know careful what you like because it goes out to everybody mark i was just talking about this you like something and pretty soon everybody on your list knows what you like 
So be careful what you're liking, you know. And not everything on the internet is necessarily the gospel, okay? So you need to be careful about that too. You can sign up to something that you're just signing up to because it, because it maybe speaks to where you're at right now. It might not have anything to do with the kingdom of God. Be careful what you're doing. All of that is a testimony. It goes out to hundreds of people. They read that, okay? And so then, you know, you've just bought into something that was maybe the pattern of this world. Maybe not the kingdom of God. Very easy to do in the age we live in with all the media, Facebook, you know, all the stuff we have every day assaulting us. We need to be careful what we line up with. Are you lining up with the kingdom of God or are you lining up with somebody else's doctrine that doesn't even, maybe isn't even a believer, who knows? It just sounds good. Touchy-feely kind of thing that kind of ministers to uh, your feelings where you're at. If it's not the word of God, don't line up with it. You're just buying into more more uh, warfare for yourself, okay? Because if you do that, you know, the enemy will come in and say, aha, I got her now. Boom, push this button. This is what I'm going to do, you know? And that's what he do. That's what he does. It doesn't say he walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour for no reason. That's not talking about unbelievers. If it was unbelievers, he wouldn't be worried about them. That's talking about us, okay? So we have to be not be conformed to this world. I'm going to read the Passion Translation this because I think it speaks to this really well too. It says, "Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you." That's interesting, huh? Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. Now, think about the culture around you. What you do every day, who you're surrounded by, uh, maybe what you, what you read, what you look at. Are you being affected by that culture? We need to think about that, okay? But be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. Okay, he said we need to think anew. How do we think anew? We don't adapt to the opinions of the culture around us. We don't imitate that. But we're transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how we think. It's only the Holy Spirit that can transform our minds. You can't transform your mind. You can't cause yourself to think differently. Only the Holy Spirit can do that in you. Okay? This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. Okay, so this will empower us to discern God's will. Okay, if we're allowing the Holy Spirit to reform how we think. Okay, and we're not patterning ourselves after this present age. Um, Another note on that could be, don't be squeezed into the mold of this present age. Don't be squeezed into the mold of this present age. Whatever it might be, the latest fad, the latest diet, the latest whatever, you know. Don't be squeezed into that. Okay. Okay, now we're going to go to James 4, 13 to 16. It says, Come now, you who say, Today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city. Spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It's even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or do that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. Okay. So the note I have on this says, a clear characteristic of having an affair with worldliness, which we just talked about, is making plans without consulting God. How often do we make plans without consulting God? 
Oh, let's see, I'm going to go on a vacation over here. I'm going to do this. It's that time of year, so this is what I do at that time of the year. I think that in this year we can't afford to do that. I think we need to lay our plans before him and say, okay, if you will, Lord, I'm going to do that. If it's your will, if it's not, I'm not going to do that. He could be speaking to you to avoid you getting injured. You know, and there might be something in that trip, you know, that hunting trip, that vacation. There might be something happening there that you're unaware of. Our God sees all, and he knows all the circumstances. And we would just listen to him, we would be saved a lot of trouble, okay? So um, I challenge you this year, if you have plans already, lay them before the Lord and ask him. Is this your will, Father, that I do this? Is it the time to do this, or do I need to change things up? Okay, it's a year of change. We're not doing things the same. I don't care if you've been doing it for 20 years. It's time to change it up, okay? Change it up. Listen to the Lord. Say, okay, Lord, this is what I always do at this time. Do I need to change it? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Always good to ask, okay? Can such action as boasting, that is a presumption that you, not God, is in control of the circumstances of your life. Who's in control of the circumstances of your life? Is it God or is it you? Are you determined to do what you feel like doing, even if God has other plans? Good question, huh? It's, I mean, it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy for me, too, and Mark, to make our plans, to think we're going to do this, we're going to go here, we're going to do that. Especially when it comes to, you know, maybe visiting the grandkids or going on vacation or, you know, I brought up hunting because a lot of us hunt or fishing, whatever. But maybe it's not the time this year to do that. Or maybe there is a different time period for doing that because there's something going to be going on then that you don't want to be involved in, okay? Very important to hear from the Lord on his timing, Okay. Next scripture is Colossians 4, 2. Be faithful to pray as intercessors who are fully alert and giving thanks to God. Continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. So as we're uh, seeking the Lord, we're trying to be ready, we're inquiring of the Lord uh, with thanksgiving and asking him what he thinks. Okay, should I do this? Should I not do this? Um, What is your plan, God? Being fully alert, giving thanks to God. Always important to give thanks to God, even if it's not something you want to do. Okay. Now, the next section, next scripture I have is a not looking back. Because in the word, the Lord clearly spoke to us that we're not to look back to the former things. Okay. So, Philippians 3, 13 to 14. And I think I'm going to look that up in here while I'm reading that. Philippians 13, Philippians 3, 13 to 14. It's pretty easy to get comfortable in where we're at, you know, and not want to change. It's easier for me to do that. I'm assuming it's easy for you to do that, too, because we have these, uh, our ways of thinking, and we don't want to change. Maybe we've been Christians for a long time, and we just do things a certain way. Well, it's time to change it up. If you want to move on with God this year, you've got to be ready. Be prepared. Do what he's calling you to do. And it might look totally different than what you think. Okay, so Philippians 3, 13 to 14 says, and I'm going to start in verse 12. I admit that I haven't yet acquired the absolute fulfillment that I'm pursuing, but I run with passion into his abundance so that I may reach the purpose that Jesus Christ has called me to fulfill and wants me to discover. 
Okay? I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining gaining the victory prize for the anointing of Jesus. So that all who are fully mature have this same passion. And if anyone is not yet gripped by these desires, God will reveal it to him. And let us all advance together to reach this victorious prize, following one path with one passion. Okay, that's a a passion for the Lord that we need to have. And um, he's admitting here that he's not acquired this yet. But he's, he's, uh, striving. He's, he's straining towards the goal. It's an action part. It's not a, it's not a, um, a laid back kind of, oh, well, I think I'll pursue God today. No, it's a, it's a determination. I'm going to strive for that goal. I'm not going to look to the past. I'm going to move forward. I'm not going to be affected by what happened yesterday. I'm going to move on. Okay. And, and if we have that mindset, then we'll be open to hearing what God's speaking to us. If we don't, we're going to get hung up. We're going to get hung up. I can tell you that right now. I'm going to get hung up if I don't do that. I don't want to do that. I want to move forward. I don't know what it looks like, but I'm going to move forward. And I'm going to try to do what God's calling me to do, whether I like it or not. <laughs> right? Amen. Let's hear some amens. Amen. 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 <laughs> Thank you, Dick. <laughs> okay. So, in the... Um, uh, New King James, it says, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, again, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Okay, so that's the not looking back part. Now, the third thing I'm going to address here is our time. And this is probably the thing that um, hangs us up the most is our time. Because we all have... um, our own individual situations, we have different things that we, uh, uh, that we need to do. You know, we have families to take care of. We have jobs to go to, and those are important things. But God wants us to uh, yield to him so that uh, he can speak to us and that we're prepared and ready to go and that we're not in that mindset where we think we don't have time to do anything. Don't think that way. What do you say in the word? Don't, don't tell me that you don't have any time. You do have time. If you yield to me... If you yield to my spirit, I'll make time. And uh, he said he'd energize us. That means he's going to make it easy. It's not going to be difficult. When I yield to the Lord, um, I could. Do, I feel like I can do anything. I could conquer the world. <laughs> well, not literally. <laughs> but, but anyway, when you're yielded to the spirit of God, uh, he gives you this supernatural energy, and you can do things you never thought you could do. Uh, Wendy uh, Bills had a good testimony the other day. She was, I don't remember where we were in one of our meetings, and she was talking about um, this lady that was talking about how she didn't have time to do something, and I'm probably paraphrasing it differently than you said it, but I'll try to get the gist of it. Anyway, we were talking about starting each day, um, spending time with the Lord, and and this woman um, decided to do that, and she had all these things to do, and her day just went amazing. She got everything accomplished she needed to do, and she was able to hear from God and do what he called her to do, and she had a blessed day. And see, that's the way it works. But the key is we've got to spend time with the Lord and align our days according to his timing, not our timing, okay? Because, I mean, if I'm following my timing, I probably won't get much of anything done. Right? Right. <laughs> but anyway, um, timing is important to the Lord, so we need to be yielded to him. Let's turn to Ephesians 5. 
Got a couple more scriptures here. Oh, we're still doing good. 1139. Ephesians 5. Is this making sense, you guys? Good. Ephesians 5. Okay, verses 15 to 20. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another in the fear of God. Okay, now, uh, the note here on that verse is, uh, the Greek tense in this, to be filled, makes clear that such a spirit-filled condition does not stop with a single experience, but it's maintained by continually being filled with a spirit, not spirit, spirit, (laughs) as commanded here. The spirit of the Lord is to influence all aspects of our lives, overflowing into transformed relationships, dynamic ministry, and enhanced worship, which includes a personal prayer language, tongues. If you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues, that's something you should pursue. It's something that will enable you to hear from the Holy Spirit and will bring you closer to him. Okay, so um, in this scripture... Uh, the Lord is speaking about redeeming the time because the days are evil and not to be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Okay. And that is important, I think, because too often we get um, caught up in things that are not necessarily uh, what the Lord is calling us to do. And we get distracted. Not that they're bad things. It's just that maybe we get distracted from what we could be doing, where we could be actually moving forward with God, maybe talking to somebody about getting saved healed or whatever, instead we're caught up in our own thing and missing his will altogether. So uh, let's try not to do that. Let's try to be uh, more uh, led of the Spirit this, this year, more open to how he wants to renew our minds and change our way of thinking, okay? Only he can do that. You can't do that. You can try to do that, but you, you won't be successful. Only God can do that. And he will open up doors. He will. And he'll energize you. That's what he said. He said, if we do this... If we lean into his spirit, the key is we've got to be leaning into his spirit, okay? Not going on our own thinking, not going on our own emotions, our own thoughts. Leaning into the spirit, hearing what he's saying. Because um, right now in this world that we live in, there's a lot of noise. A lot of noise out there, okay? Every day, a lot of noise from the world. And I think it's going to become more and more like that as the day of the Lord approaches. So it's more and more important that we train our ears to hear from him that we recognize that still small voice and that we uh, don't get uh, caught up in things that we don't need to be doing, okay? Do the things that you need to do, but also ask the Lord if there's something else he wants you to do so you can readjust your life, readjust your thinking to adopt his thinking. Amen? Okay, and then uh, one final scripture I have is Psalms 119, 105. And this is a familiar scripture uh this is this is where we get our sustenance this is where we get our our guidepost along the way it says your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path 
And we can always trust the word of God. If you're doubting a situation, asking the Lord, ask the Lord to confirm it to you in the scripture. Uh, say, Lord, I'm, I'm facing, I'm facing a situation. I've got a difficult thing going on here. What, what, what are you t- telling me? What, can you lead me, lead me to your word? Show me what can speak to this. And I guarantee you, he will. As you study the word of God, um, as you get to know the Lord more through the scripture, then you'll be prepared, you'll be ready to go, and you'll be learning how to hear from him better. Because the more of the word we can get, get in us, the more we're able to align ourselves with him. Um, I, I love the word of God. This is, this is the book of life. There isn't any book of life but this. There is only one God. And uh, he will speak to us. The more we absorb this, okay, the more we read it, get in our thinking, uh, memorize it, if that's what you want to do, uh, he will quicken it to us. As we're going about our day, as we're facing a situation we don't know what to do, he'll quicken the word to us. He often does that with me. He'll bring a scripture in. And I'll think, wow, yeah, this is food. This is life. Yeah, I can, I can digest this. Thank you, Lord. And I'm encouraged. I'm excited. And uh, it builds you up, and it builds up those around you. Because no one can argue with the word of God. They can argue with you. But if you're quoting the word of God, and you're hearing from the spirit of God, they can't argue with this, Okay. Uh, the, the word of God will, will bring the unbeliever to his knees, okay? The word of God will bring the sick to healing, okay? And uh, as you're speaking, the word will bring life. The word of God does not return void. Uh, that was another thing we were, we were talking about at the Zools the other night. The word of God does not return void. As we were talking about our different salvation experiences and how we came to know the Lord, uh, I was talking about how the word does not return void. And I was remembering how when I was 14, I didn't even know the Lord yet. I requested a Bible for Christmas. I still have that Bible today. And I would read it every night. Now, my parents weren't believers. They went to the congregational church, but I don't know that they really knew the Lord. They came to know the Lord later in life before they passed away. But anyway, uh, I had this desire because the Lord was calling me way back then to read the word. And so every night I would read the word before I went to bed. And the word of God did not return void. I got saved. It was a while later, but I got saved. And it was that constant, you know, reading of the word and just uh, chewing on that food of life. This is life here. This is life, people. And this is what will prepare you for uh, what lies ahead and whatever the Lord is calling you to do. So anyway, that is about all I have. And I just felt like we need to hear hear the prophetic word for the year uh, so that we can start moving in that and start walking in it. Again, it's important that you claim it. You have that expectation that you look for it um, in your daily lives, whatever you're doing. Ask the Lord, Lord, do you want me to change something up? I mean, you probably won't do it if you, if you don't ask him, okay? Is there something I'm doing that I need to change so that I can be more in line with you so that I don't miss opportunities? And then um, if you feel like you're overwhelmed and have too much going on in your life, ask the Lord, Lord, is there, is there something I can change my time? Do you want me to do something differently here so that I can be available to go where you're calling me to go and do what you're calling me to do? And uh, he will speak to you. I guarantee he will speak to you. So anyway, could we have the worship team come up if you guys have a song to sing? And uh, we'll, we'll close. And I want you to be thinking about that and praying about that as we starting into this new year. And uh, start just start doing little things each day about how, what the Lord's talking to you about. He might be saying something you're not used to doing. 
Go ahead and step out in faith. See what happens. It could be amazing. It might be, you know, who knows what God's going to do through us, you know. We're his army. We're his people. And he's calling us to rise up. He's calling us to think differently, to not be stuck in the old religious mode of how we do things, how we do church, how we do family, how we do whatever, how we do trips, how we do vacations. we got to be awake and alert to the Lord so that uh, we can walk in this new season. And when he puts his finger on us and says, okay, you, I want you to go there, and I want you to speak to this person. We're not like, oh, I can't do it, Lord. But we boldly step out. He said he'd fill our mouth. And he'll make our feet go where, where he wants us to go. I like that. <laughs> He's going to make my feet go where he wants me to go. So, amen. Thank you, Lord.